Hello everyone, welcome to A Little Extroverted. I am your host Priscilla Clark and I'm so 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 excited that you're joining us this week. February is National Black History Month, a time to highlight black excellence. In honor of this special occasion, I decided to reach out to Alex Celeste in hopes that she would accept my invite and I'm so honored that she said yes. Um, so yay! <laughs> Alex Celeste was born in San Diego and raised both there and in Wichita, Kansas, where she currently resides. She loves producing pop and hip hop. She began this exciting adventure by writing lyrics after she quit grad school in San Francisco to pursue her music career. She realized that how powerful it was for someone just to be able to identify and verbalize their adversity. When a personal feeling suddenly becomes real, systemic, and institutionally recognized only after someone has taken the time to define their struggle in their own words. This is why she wanted to create music to inspire others, express herself, and bring issues in women's lives to the forefront that aren't usually circulated or respected in pop culture. She feels fortunate to have strong growing fan base on Spotify and playlisted on Best Music 2020 and is extremely excited for what's to come in 2021. So welcome, Alex, and congratulations on your Best Music 2020. I had no idea. How are you doing today? I am doing great today. I'm so happy that I'm on the show and thank you for reaching out. I'm actually really excited for this the new podcast and everything. I know it's going to be really fun, too. <laughs> so I'm so happy that to have you here. And I first wanted to mention um, a little backstory for our listeners about how we met. Um, Alex and I both attended a leadership conference in California back in, I believe it was 2013. But um, yeah. the moment I met Alex, I knew I needed to get to know her. Her energy was everything. And although our time in California was short, we opted to keep in touch. And even though life has been wild since uh, then, I've been cheering on for her from the sidelines. And I'm so, so, so proud of her for following her dreams. Um, a lot of us have dreams, but we're often too scared to take the leap. And I know that in your pursuit to follow your dreams, you decided to quit grad school. So what drove you to pursue this dream? And have you always had a passion for music? You know, I think like whenever someone does finally take the step to jump out and pursue their dream the universe is going to catch you like you will be caught you will be taken care of no matter what as long as you believe in yourself don't get me wrong like there will be definitely hard times but I think at the end if you continue to um to follow them that you will see some kind of change in the results that maybe you didn't expect to see but Regardless, it's always the better choice to really follow your dreams. And I think a lot of people have actually done that in 2020. Like I hear of friends, I hear of just like random people who um, have either quit their jobs or have, uh, you know, left their relationships or just have like completely started new resolutions for their life that they want to actually pursue that they've just kind of been holding off on. I think... uh, 2020 was a big bath basically that nobody wanted to get into but afterwards all of us are going to come out a lot cleaner a lot healthier and um, just kind of knowing a lot more about yourself and so for me what that looked like was um, I did have definitely a passion for music but more so in the form of dance in the past and so um I, I love music that has a really good beat. I love music that has a lot of bass in it. Um, I did not appreciate a lot of the lyrics that I would find myself kind of like dancing to and everything. So I would vibe with the music, which is what I hear a lot of people saying. It's like, oh yeah, I don't even listen to the words. I don't even really yeah. know what they're saying. <laughs> I like the way it sounds, the way it feels. I'm like, of course you do. Like everybody does. Like there's like, that's what it's meant for. That's what it's made for. But I think the lyrics also have an impact, like a huge impact on, you know, on society, even though everyone says they don't listen to the lyrics, they still will have some kind of effect on you subconsciously. And so for me, I was just kind of like, you know, I can dance to this music and I can um, discriminate between what is healthy for me, like listening to it and actually consuming those lyrics 
and what's not healthy for me. And so in my head, it's like, why, why continue listening to this kind of music that I know is bad for, for me? Like, I know that it's not going to help um, anything like in my mental state. So why can't we just switch out the lyrics and keep the beat? Because, you know, I don't want to be shot on when I'm dancing to the song that I really like. So I decided that one day um, I was going to go to this open mic night in Oakland. And this, um, this place was like very low key, kind of like a hole in the wall type of place, but it had the most amazing talent and it had just so much inspiration in there that was just coming through me. And uh, I just felt, I don't know how to describe the feeling of just alive, but I was like a hundred percent. Like I was just so, I felt so alive in that company, in that space and listening to these people's, um, to their songs and their words and everything. It came from such a genuine deep place. Like you could tell that they put a lot of thought and emotion into their work and uh, it was just therapeutic and so towards the end of this event there were a couple of guys who went up there and they started doing rap and you know the beat started off really cool and everything I was like oh okay let's see yeah. what they have to <laughs> um or let's see what they have to say and everything and uh, it was the same bullshit that came out that I usually hear in um stuff on the radio and it was just talking about like oh this bitch did that and this woman's all on my you know all of that stuff and it's just like damn I just came from you know this place where there was so much love and there was so much like understanding and it was just um it was just very resonant to this to where it was just so much detriment afterwards and I was just like well that just kind of ruined it like what am I what do I do about this like I can't just not say anything because this literally happens you know a hundred times in a month you know I think that's something that a lot of girls just kind of have to deal with when they're listening to music like that and I was just tired of dealing with it and so I was like, I don't want to go back and just like say the same thing and complain about how like this guy did um, this or he said this because it's, um, I don't know. I, I just didn't feel like it was getting anywhere. I didn't feel like I was progressing if I did that. And so I wanted to start writing my own music and my own lyrics and put it to a beat that I could actually dance to and everything. And so that is how I got into music. But um, yeah, my inspiration, I think it just comes from a very, it comes from a de- very deep place of thought and um, just like an emotion of equality. I don't know if that's ever been described like that before, but it's just, it's very much an emotion within myself. So yeah. Yeah, no, thanks for sharing that. And um, so did you go home that night after the open mic and you were like, I need to do something like I I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to pursue this passion I have of writing and put my lyrics to the test. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I actually did just that. So I went home and I got on my phone and I was like, you know what? I'm a fucking clap back. I'm yeah. Clap back. <laughs> so I was like, all right. So let me tell you, like, if you want to go up there and you want to spit your truth, let me come down here and let me tell you exactly how I feel. So I went through on my phone in my notes, which was never supposed to leave my phone. And <laughs> I have a couple I, of those. <laughs> I know what right. you're <laughs> And so I just started writing and it was more of a prose. Like it definitely wasn't in any kind of like lyrical form. It didn't have any like chorus breaks or bridges, anything like that. And it rhymed though. It definitely rhymed. Yeah. And so <laughs> I, <laughs> so I, I started writing it out yeah and um and so afterwards I started like looking at just like some random beats to see if it would sound good and everything um 
because I was I was wanting to take it back to that same place for the poetry night there and everything. But um, I I found a couple of beats on oh, I can't even remember where I found the beats at, but I I wrapped this in myself and I was like, you know what? This actually sounds kind of good. Like I feel like <laughs> if I worked on this a little bit more, like I could I could do something, you know, I could learn a little bit more. And so um and so after that I had ultimately um quit grad school and my job out there and I ended up moving back here to Kansas and uh, I realized that I could make my own beats and so I started kind of like experimenting in that and realized like how much fun that was and so that became a whole nother side of the creativity and expression and everything so I put that to a beat and I just kind of started snowballing from there and writing more and more lyrics of other things that I guess had been repressed or just never really expressed in that way. Mm -hmm. So out of all the songs that you released, which one was your favorite project and why? So I think uh, obviously I love all of them in their own respect. They, they all definitely bring something out of me. Um, that I love but I would personally say since it is um still within like my first year of actually creating and putting my stuff out there um the thing that I value the most right now is just growth and evolution and so I um I would definitely say that fun my latest release is probably one of my best ones because I mean um I've just been practicing with each release, like trying to really dig deep um, and find like the emotions that are really like um, sitting with me or that are in a sense, like haunting me to be released or to just really like come out and be expressed. And also trying to have the creativity enough to put them into something that you can dance to basically like something that's light enough to where you can still sit there listen to it and have a good time but know that the lyrics are going to be packed with something that's very meaningful specifically to um to women and women of color and so um I would say fun definitely captured that for me um the most and it does have Uh, a very very I guess like deep and somewhat of a darker type of um, intention in there I think it has like a a little bit of a darker meaning to it but I think people are a lot more likely to listen to it and to kind of like um, I guess just they're more likely to understand it or be open to it if it's a little bit more of a bump and a groove, because I know that's definitely how I am. Like I definitely (laughs) want to, (laughs) like, I definitely want to spread positivity. I want to be happy because I think that at the end of the day, so cliche, so cliche. No, (laughs) I think that love love and compassion is, is seriously the only way that anything is going to change anything is going to move forward and move on and I think that that's something that everyone really needs to value right now and um and you know I was I was talking to one of my other um people that I remember from college who um is also in music and uh, I was telling him like yeah I just I wonder if people are actually really going to listen to this song when it comes out because it's more upbeat. I feel like you'd listen to it at like a backyard barbecue or, um, you know, something like that, where there's more um, congregations of people, but we can't really congregate right now since it's like, it's COVID and everything. Yeah. But, um, (laughs) but he was saying that, no, honestly, like, I think people need to have their mind off of all of the depressing things. I think people need that kind of uplifting, um, bouncy type of beat right now I think that's what like it's gonna keep people going and everything and so I think that fun probably was the best kind of like marrying of those two worlds together for me as of yet as of yet yeah as of yet (laughs) 
I like that. I forget because <laughs> 2021 has a lot in store for you, I bet. And so um, we are so excited to, you know, keep that you, you're going to keep pursuing your dream and then see what music comes out of that. Because honestly, I could listen to your, any of your four songs while I'm like doing anything, really. I could be working out, mm -hmm. cooking. Like, it's just like, it's very, very easy to or like you know when they say like easy on the eyes but like easy on the ears <laughs> I don't know hey, if that's a thing yeah, but <laughs> yeah. yeah no that's a thing, that's a thing. <laughs> oh I was like I don't even know if that's an expression but I'm like it's like it's just very <laughs> enjoyable to listen and like just like the the words behind it is so impactful so if anybody listening right now has not checked her out please go to her Spotify I will obviously link it somewhere and um and check it out because they're so so good I cannot believe that you did all that in like less than a year <laughs> thank you that honestly means so much to me I really appreciate it yeah no um so so good what is one piece of advice that you would give to somebody Uh, that wants to become an artist. So one piece of advice, don't give up after a year or even two years because you you might kind of bash yourself because you think you sound like shit in the first year. And uh, not gonna lie, you might. Some people <laughs> might actually sound like their first year. I definitely sound like shit for some of the first creations that I made and everything. But everything that's great takes time. And I think that the more you're willing to invest in yourself and delve into yourself, um, the better your results are going to be because you're, you're able to actually be honest with yourself and honesty goes a long way. It goes a long way. And, um, I think in the first year, there's definitely a lot of exploration. Like that's kind of like the exploration year, you know, and uh, yeah. it's the time where you really get to practice and you get to hone in on yourself and what you want to say, what you want to represent and what your craft is and everything. And um, a, a year goes by so quickly that, you know, you really do have to give yourself enough time and allow yourself to be comfortable with what you're doing before you can start to expect something that just sounds amazing to you. And so I think, um, yeah, a piece of advice, like not only for everyone um, who's hearing this, but also for myself is like, don't give up in your infancy stages. So um, definitely that and, um, sorry. And also uh, do the boring shit, like don't, like really take value in doing the boring and mundane stuff in life because um, things that are repetitive and things that are mundane and everything, it allows you to almost meditate in a way. I guess that would be the better thing to say is like meditate. But, um, <laughs> but I say do the boring stuff because if you're over there and you're sitting and you're just like, you know, vacuuming your room or you're dusting your shelves or something like that thoughts are still running through your mind and you never know that when you actually give your brain a break from all of the creativity and all of the um all those like super esoteric deep thoughts that you have when you give your mind a break that's when you allow it to take that inhale and some really some really inspiring things can come out of just cleaning up around the house doing the dishes taking your dog for a walk um and so I think that there is a lot of value in just relaxing and doing like those daily mundane chores so that's also another thing that I probably wouldn't have expected um you know a couple of years before today but It, it actually helps me a lot. So yeah. uh, I know that you mentioned that you would create your beats and you would write, you wrote your songs, but also are, you, you created your artist um, covers, right? Or oh, I, yeah, yeah. Or I was like, or am I, am I, am I drunk? <laughs> no, just no. <laughs> 
So you're like the whole package, like the whole creative package. Like not only do you write your songs, you like come up with beats, but you also create your artwork for your covers. Yeah, I do. Honestly, (laughs) thank you. I appreciate it. My um, uh, when was it? My birthday passed like a month. Oh my gosh, what month are we in? Yeah, my birthday passed like a month ago. And um, happy belated birthday. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I. got a what was it a Intuos? oh I forget the brand but it's like one of those drawing pads and you you basically like draw right onto the computer with it and you can change like all your different brush styles and everything and I'm sitting over here like wow like my parents just got me this thing where I can like really just unleash all of the visual creativity and stuff like that and it's so cool and I want to use it and I'm sitting here and I'm like fuck what do I draw now like what do I even do (laughs) where do I start yeah right exactly that's always like the hardest part too is like what do I do with my hands now so um so yeah I I do I think um I draw usually when there's something that's uh, very like emotionally impactful going on in my life. I've noticed that like drawing has been um, a therapy ever since I was really, really little. Like that was one of the best and um, primary ways that I would be able to express anything that I was feeling because sometimes words weren't always my um, forte. And so, um, yeah, I would get to express a lot of stuff by just kind of like sketch um sketch art because my dad is an architect and so I would sit and yeah he um he would show me all of his uh designs and he would show me how he would draw certain things like different images he would draw me like teddy bears when I was little and I was like why can't I draw like that like I can do that like I've I've got to be able to do that somehow I just got to practice and so Ever since then, I had started drawing, and um, when I got into music, that's when I started um, really wanting to take an idea that I know that maybe I couldn't exactly, like, photograph, or maybe it would just, like, look better if it was illustrated and everything, so drawing allows me to kind of, like, take down those financial barriers of not being able to have, like, the best backdrop and everything, just kind of, like, showing what's in my head like what I actually think and what I would actually want people to see when um like when they hear the music and stuff so yeah it's um it's definitely something that I'm grateful for and I'm grateful for my dad for actually sharing those skills with me when I was younger and um definitely for the drawing pad that I will soon be using what does it mean to you to be a black female artist personally that's such a huge question um I mean what does it mean to be a black female in general is um is something that comes with a lot of I'm gonna say like resilience and endurance and that's something that I've like kind of had to practice in my life um before I even really knew it because I think I was just like a very oblivious to race when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, I, lived in, I lived in San Diego. I grew up in San Diego until I was about nine years old. And um, race was never really a thing to me. I don't think race is really a thing to children until they're taught about it. And for me, I think there were there was a lot of confusion about who I was being like um, a biracial kid Mm -hmm. and um, having to grow up through that in all the stages of life as it comes. Um, I feel like there was a lot of back and forth with identity um, when it comes to that. And so (sighs) trying to take all of that and putting it into one word, I guess I would have to choose the word like life giver. I think it's just, there's a lot of um, stuff that 
I think is taken from us and it's not even necessarily by force. And sometimes it's even like taken simply for the fact that we give so much attention to an issue in our lives that shouldn't be taking that much attention because we could be putting all of that towards, you know, our own ambitions and our own um, creativity and our own talents and everything and offering the world something else of us but so much of our attention is focused on restoring this one part about ourselves. And I think even though there's so much, um, uh, I guess, energy that goes out and that is executed, it is truly a, like a blessing and a value and a gift that we're continually able to generate love and generate um creativity and generate you know all of this life within us and also you know like as a woman just to be able to give life to give birth and everything it's it's not even it's not just physical it's also emotional it's also mental and so I think um just being I think like just being a woman, it's like, not only do you give life, but you make life worth living as well. And I think that's like tenfold um, for women of color. So yeah, to all of, to all of the women of color out there, like intersection, intersectionality is real. And it's, it's something that all of us have to deal with, no matter what your opinions are, like, it it's life-giving I think is the biggest theme of everything that I could probably sum up about being a black woman yeah no thanks for sharing that that's very a powerful message indeed um I are there any women growing up that influenced you or um inspired you um I want to say that when I was younger, um, honestly, Rihanna had to be like yeah. one of the biggest <laughs> in my life when I was um, in high school and everything. Um, it was just like seeing her and who she was, her style, of course, um, was huge for me. Like, I think I probably first fell in love with her style, but um as she progressed like everyone that I asked now is like oh yeah I love old Rihanna I love her like when she first came out and this and that and everything I'm like I love every single incarnation of Rihanna because seeing her grow and change and not be um you know stagnant in who she is and her work and everything is um it's just very inspirational that you get to step out from any kind of stereotypes and any kind of norms and really just like show who you are. And so um, that's definitely the person who first influenced me. Um, There's also some amazing women um, panelists on The Grapevine. I'm not sure if you've heard of The Grapevine. It's a a show on YouTube um, where they sit around, it's like a round table and they have discussions. No, but I'm going to check it out. That sounds really interesting. It is. It is. They have a lot of really interesting topics, a lot of um, very deep topics that they talk about. And there's two panelists and um, their names are Aisha and Uchechi. And um, yeah, if you watch the show, you'll see them. They're pretty regular on there those two have some amazing thoughts on things because not only are they just like very direct and they're very, um, you know, confident in what they want to say and speak about. Um, but they also do it in a very compassionate kind of manner. Like they also do it with a lot of love, I guess, um, because they're really trying to make people understand what they're saying. And so it comes from a place of like hardcore, beauty I guess is the best way to describe it um yeah so they were just um, (laughs) yeah they were very inspirational um and as as far as like 
a more recent artist that's been really inspiring and encouraging for me is uh, let's say the name the name I'm not used to saying it out loud is the Sainabo uh, C. So it's S E I N A B O and S E Y is the last name. But she has some pretty dope music too. And um, I believe she's also, I believe she's biracial. I could be wrong. I think she is though. Um, and so her music has, is really powerful as well. Ooh, I'm going to check her out as well. Thanks for sharing that. That's, that's amazing. Definitely, definitely. Um, so... I mean, Rihanna is also a multifaceted person going back to that conversation. Um, Cause not only she, is she, didn't she create like a business with clothes and then um, a makeup line. And so it's just really cool to see women that only focus on one creative outlet and, you know, kind of like bring all of their, all of their being into this, into this world, like everything that you are, you express it outwards. And so I feel like that's what you're doing too. So uh, what is your favorite memory you had while recording your songs? You know, so I've obviously been at home uh, the entire time that I've been recording. I haven't really gone out anywhere. And so um, the best place is probably the most intricate perfectly like acoustically detailed place in the house that I could possibly have been in was my parents' closet. So I love that. (laughs) So I said upon myself uh, that I was going to go in and um, go to to my parents' bedroom and uh, lock the door and go in there because it was my first time ever recording. I was like, no one can ever know about this <laughs> so, funny. so I went up there locked myself in and um we just started recording and I started getting so into it with like my super cheap mic and everything and I was like yeah, I'm gonna kill this. Let's do it. Da, 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 and everything. And uh, I was just like, I was really in the zone. Like I was feeling myself and uh, did not realize that I was getting text messages from my mom. Like, hey, where are you? Hey, I'm home. Da, 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 this, that, and everything. And uh, um, was still going. And I realized <laughs> that she had the key to get in on the outside. <laughs> No. <laughs> she came in and she opened the closet and I was still just like and she was like Alex what are you doing freak the fuck out you heard me like mom on the microphone everything I was like that one is not the one that one's not gonna be the good you're like um that's gonna be the remix Yes. <laughs> the mom remix. Yeah. The mom remix. It was so funny because she was like, like she wanted to see it. Like I knew she had a curiosity and she wanted to come in, but she was also like trying to respect privacy. And so she was like in that in-between stage. It's like, should I come in or should I? <laughs> yeah. That's so yeah. funny. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. But it was like, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm packing up and I had to go back down to the room after that. So yeah, no, I really appreciate my parents and all of their support and everything. So, no, that's amazing. It's always good to have uh, love and support from those that you care about the most. Um, so that's yeah, cool. Which, you know, your story kind of reminds me of this podcast because, um, like when I first recorded my trailer, I literally got in the bathtub and like I closed the restroom <laughs> door and I was just like, the acoustics in here are great. Like I need to um, yes! like just gotta find that one spot that's like perfect for you. And then you just go with it. Like that's going to be your spot. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so you have this- to mark your territory when you find it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was like, the struggle was real. Cause I was holding my Mac in one hand and then my mic on the other. And I was like, Ooh, I hope it doesn't fall and like break somewhere. And 
it was a struggle, but people were like, your, your trailer was great. And I was just like, you don't know the story behind it. So it makes me feel good that I'm not the only one hiding out in special uh, corners of the, of the house to, oh, yeah, girl. to get that audio. <laughs> yes, yes. That's dedication and devotion. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's how you know you're committed to this and you're trying to make the best uh, out of it so that's really that's really funny that your mom was like hello what are you doing <laughs> she was probably like I need my shoes or something <laughs> yes yeah she was like I'm ready to take off this business here now so I need you to leave <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny um so do you have any uh projects coming up in 2021 I do I do so Ooh. I've been I've been working on a lot of singles lately and, um, you know, ever since I released my first single, I've been kind of uh, trying to slowly work my way up to actually completing an album. And uh, honestly, like I have not been successful with that just because whenever I get one song done, I'm so excited to release it. Yeah. (laughs) Girl, (laughs) you got to back up a little bit, have patience. And so, um, I'm I'm not sure. I'm still in the process. There's definitely going to be um, a lot of releases coming out in 2021. Um, I just don't know if it will be in album form or singles. And so yeah. we'll find out. It'll be a surprise for all of us. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> well, I, I totally, totally understand what you mean. Like, you're so proud of your work. You just want to show it. <laughs> you're like, I can't sit on this whole album for like months before I release it yeah that must be hard (laughs) yeah but it will definitely be a lot of um very deep things I'm really like uh, working on that craft of harnessing the emotions and just really being able to express them in its entirety so there will definitely be a lot of deep releases coming out in 2021 Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I feel like I got the, the TMC exclusive here. Like, I was like, <laughs> you heard it here first. Some right? exciting oh, yeah. things coming in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> um, love it. Love it. Um, and then, of course, since you're on a little extroverted, can you tell us the most extra thing you've ever done? Well, um. So my passion for dance is, is, it's just, it's just something on its own. And for me, there was a time in San Diego. I was, uh, this was not when I was younger. I was um, over 21 at the time. And I went back to visit some of my friends and they all wanted to go to a strip club. And so I was like, okay yeah we can go to a strip club I don't know It'll be, <laughs> I don't know I guess <laughs> and this is my first time ever to a strip club okay so we get there and it's cool it's okay like the, the, like the girls are dancing and they're great and everything and uh, um it's I don't know it's it's okay. Like I'm at a I'm at a level five out of ten right now so <laughs> I go up to the DJ and I'm just like, I know exactly what will take this place to the next fucking level. We got to play some Rihanna music. So, yes. I, so I go to the DJ and I'm like, hi, are you able to play um, this one song by Rihanna and everything? And he was like, well, actually the girls get to choose the songs. So I was like, oh, okay. All right. More power to them. That's cool. Let's go. And um, so what I heard after my, however many shots I had taken already, probably like four shots or something. I was like, in my mind, (laughs) I heard go ask the girl on stage to request the song. And so I was like, bet I've got this. Yeah. (laughs) Ready to go. So I proceeded to hop over the counter, over the barriers, jumped up on stage with this girl and grabbed the pole no and I was like maybe I can blend in with her if I just like do some wavy kind of moves and everything and I'm in like jeans and a t-shirt up there mind you and sneakers <laughs> and so 
<laughs> and so I'm up there like dancing around like, hi, my name is Alex. Um, do you, do you know Rihanna? Do you like Rihanna? Do you like her music? Stop it. This poor girl, this poor girl, I feel so sorry for her now, was looking around the room, uh, hoping that some security guard would see me and come and take me off stage and nobody was looking. All the guards were looking elsewhere. And I was just up there asking her, um, because the DJ over there said that you were the one that requests the song. And so you're the one in charge. And I just wanted to know. And as soon as I was, as soon as I said that, one of the guards was like, hey, no, you can't be up there. I was like, oh shit, it's my time to Oops. go. It's my time to go. <laughs> Jumped off stage, ran straight for the bathroom. Was like, all right, so we're just going to hide out here for a little bit. And uh, we're going to see if they play the song or not. I waited two minutes. They did not play the song. They didn't. Oh, they did I was going to say, song. did they? Did they? <laughs> no, they did Aww. not play the song. I came out of the bathroom and there were two guards out there waiting for me. Just like, all right, it's time to go. It's time to go. I was like, hmm, I don't know if it is. And so each of them had like grabbed one side of um, either side of my arm and everything. And they were escorting me out and everything. And I was just like, I don't feel like it's time to go yet. Like I haven't heard the song yet. <laughs> I literally did one of those fish moves and was like swoop and just like moved my arms up and down and somehow slipped out of their grip and everything ran over and to my friends and was like hey I I don't think they're gonna play the Rihanna song but so at that point all of us were escorted out of the building and so that was that was my first strip club experience and I acted a little too extra in it and <laughs> you know what? I don't regret it. It was a great time. So no, that's a great story too. Like yeah. I feel like most of the great like moments come from, uh, from stories like this, like you're like, it was a random thing that it just sort of happened. And so, um, so we've arrived at the surprise extra segment and um, I have a carnival wheel that I've been mentioning. In, I'm like, I'm going to spin it. And just for those of you listening, I have a bunch of little cutesy extra activities that I came up with. Some of them, obviously, I'm not the creator of them, but I, I did add the extra sparkle to them. Um, so I'm going to spin it. And Alex has no idea what where the wheel is going to land. And so she's going to just tag along for the ride. So here it goes. okay you got the extra gram um so this activity is like super simple it's like the really really easy so I'm gonna just mention an artist or celebrity and you have to tell me well two of them and then you have to tell me which one you think has the higher amount of Instagram followers Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez who do you think has more Ooh, um, oh, that's a hard one because both of them have kind of released new music lately, huh? Yeah, it's um, <laughs> that's a tricky one. I'm gonna go with oh shit. I might go with Selena Gomez. Yeah, you're right. That's a, oh that's my a gosh, good, that's really. <laughs> You're right. Um, Also, these numbers are as of December 2020, so um, might not reflect what today's followers count is. But um, yeah, so basically, apparently, uh, Selena Gomez has 195 million, probably more, uh, followers. And Justin Bieber has 151 million. Wow. Okay. All right. Just a couple mil. Yeah. Just just a couple mil. (laughs) I think she probably like vamp her, her follower account when she released her like makeup line or something. Cause Justin Bieber, everybody Mm -hmm. had like Bieber fever for a long time. So that that's an interesting, um, an interesting count. Um, all right. So next one is Ariana Grande or Beyonce. Oh, last time I checked, I knew Beyonce was not following anyone. So I think, 
think if you can have that much power and not follow anyone, I want to say maybe Beyonce. <laughs> Is that your final answer? <laughs> yes, Beyonce, final answer. Um, unfortunately, it's not correct, and I'm shocked because wow. Ariana Grande has more followers than Beyonce. That's crazy. <laughs> wow, I am, I am like not surprised. Shocked? Yeah, yeah, you know, that's interesting. I, you know what? I think it's because uh, Ariana just released music too. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think Beyonce. It's been a while, but I'm shocked because usually. I mean, Beyonce has 156, so more than Justin Bieber. Um, and Ariana has 208. Oh, wow. So she, she's currently the second most followed person on Instagram. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I can, okay. Yep. Now that that's been explained, I can see that now. Um, and the last one um, Kylie Jenner or Kim Kardashian? Hmm. <laughs> Kylie. Wow, that's pretty close. That's a pretty close. But yeah, you're right. Kylie. Okay. Kylie has okay. <laughs> 201 and Kim has 182. And also, isn't Kylie like a billionaire or something? So I would expect nothing less. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same. Wow. She's sitting at like number four most followed person on Instagram. So that's crazy. Yeah. Anyways, um, finally. Finally, it's always good to pay it forward and give some extra love to the wonderful organizations out there who are working extremely hard to support our communities. I asked Alex to submit an organization that she believes in, and she chose Oakland LGBT Center. Could you let us know what this organization is about and why you chose it? Yes. So the organization, um, well, it's like the LGBT Center of Oakland, and so Um, when I moved to the Bay Area, I had a lot of high hopes that it was going to be, um, a very accepting place. Like I was going to feel super accepted. My ideas and my thoughts were going to be, um, very well received and, um, just like who I was as an individual was going to be recognized for, you know, just who I am. And I think that's what a lot of people um, expect when they do go to very metropolitan cities like uh, San Francisco um, and just kind of, you know everywhere around the Bay Area. But when I got there, I felt like it was just a little bit more of um, you know a stereotype that they had been riding on from I don't even know what decade, however long ago, maybe like the seventies or something, and when I got there, I just kind of realized how, um, like how almost industrial the culture has gotten as far as, um, just like cultivating a false sense of inclusivity and everything. And it, I don't know. I just, I didn't feel like I was home there. Like I didn't feel like I could, I didn't feel like I could be myself. I didn't feel like I was resonating. And so, um, it took a lot for, me just to kind of like feel comfortable relating to other people except for when I was in Oakland when I went to Oakland like I felt every bit of wholesomeness just like oneness with myself because that was like the heart of the entire the entire Bay Area for me um and I've never really said that about a city before. Like I haven't even said that about San Diego and San Diego is like my hometown. Like that is, that is my home, but Oakland, like you could actually feel that um, places or that city's heartbeat. And I don't know exactly how to describe that unless you have personally felt it in a specific place already, but I like I just felt so at home there. And when I went to the LGBT center, it was multiplied by a hundred. And when I first walked in, I was greeted at the door. Um, It was by someone who looked like me. And I walked into a room absolutely filled with people who I felt like these are all like, this is the tribe here. Like, this is where 
I come and I can see myself and other people and I can feel their spirits and I can connect with them. And um, they were having an open mic night that night. And when like every single person that went up there to either sing or speak or act or perform any anything or even just like talk about their day because some people would just go up and they would just like talk about something that happened that day like I felt 100% connection with that person and they truly respect the fact that Oakland has a lot of black roots as well and they're not afraid to say like this space right here um, is held for everyone everyone is allowed to come and speak here but this space over here is going to be specifically for people who are of this race and are of this gender and who identify in this specific way. And these are the people that are going to come and share their stories. And we're going to give them a priority and make them a priority to hear their voices. We're going to let them speak because these are the people that we, um, that we, value their voices in and they would have that for each group for each group and so I think that what they're doing there is just it's uh, the way that they're set up is just so like therapeutic it's so healing on its own that I wanted to give the shout out specifically to them and just like let them know that that open mic night, that center and what they're doing has impacted me in such a way to where I feel like my voice is valued enough for me to even create music and have other people actually listen to it and receive it well in the first place. And so um, even though I was, I, I was there for a short time, um, only like a year and a half, um, it made a, such a huge impact on my life. And so I really just wanted to pay that forward and you know, send my energy out, letting them know that they, they are not forgotten. Yeah, no, thanks for sharing that. And for those of you listening, I um, actually have a link uh, on my website uh, that goes directly to the Oakland LGBTQ Center uh, donation page. So if anybody's interested in supporting them, um, please feel free to visit and just go and pay it forward. Um is there anything else that you want to add in closing um, to just for like our listeners? Just congratulations on you for you following your dreams and actually doing this. I think that 2020 is definitely a time for rebirth. And so I congratulate you on starting your new podcast. And I just like truly encourage everybody to take this time as a rebirthing and listening to yourself and starting you know that first step to figuring out what they want to do with their life basically in this year and making the most of it so yeah Alex it has been a pleasure having you today on my show and I wish you so much success this new year with all of your projects and everything that you're working on um and remember to all in a message for all my listeners remember that if you have a dream go pursue it because Life can be boring. Why not be a little extroverted? Bye. <laughs>